And one thing about writing goals out every single day is it's training your brain every single morning about what you need to get done and what you'd like to get done. And regardless, if you finish those things that day, you will feel accomplished by taking the time to be intentional about what you want to get done in your life, period. Because how often do we do that? We know what we need to do in our head, but do we write it on a piece of paper and see it and check it off when it gets done? Or at least know that we put in the work to put that intention in of like, okay, well, I did, I I wrote out my goals this morning. They're there. I might not get to them this week. I might not get to them next week, but I know that the seed has been planted and that I need to get that one thing done. Hello everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Ground Up. This week is a chat with Nat week. And today we're actually going to talk about one of my favorite things ever, which is morning routines. But first, can we talk about this weather? I know not everyone listening to this is in LA, but it has been crazy and I actually love it. But it's funny because the way people act in LA when the weather is like this, by the way, I'm talking about like hail and strong winds. I go to like hot yoga and it is like the talk of the town. If you go to a grocery store, people are like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what happened in my driveway this morning. The wind was blowing my hair. It's so funny the way that people (laughs) act around here during this weather. I personally absolutely love it because it's like 70 degrees and sunny 80% of the year. So I feel like my most authentic self is like cuddled up by a fire reading a book when it's like cold outside and that never happens here in LA. So I'm definitely thriving in the same breath. I'm also like a major sun baby. I don't know. I like all seasons to be honest, but that is the vibe over here in LA in case anybody is wondering. Um, it is quite nice though. Speaking of good vibes, we are going to talk about morning routines today and the science behind morning routines, why I love them so much, how I even stumbled upon, you know, the miracle of having a morning routine and how it leads to a peaceful life, a more productive life and everything under the morning routine sun. I think what I'm really trying to do here is like make morning routines cool. I think we need to do that. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about the elephant in the room here. You know, you do feel better when you wake up on the right side of the bed and you have a good morning and it does lead to the spirit of your day and it leads to how you're going to perform throughout the day and the actions you're going to take versus having no morning routine or uh, a morning that is like, you know, you're hitting the snooze and you wake up with anxiety, you go on your phone first thing, like, There is a difference between waking up and going on your phone and hitting snooze five times and waking up and having a morning routine and not going on your phone. So I'm really excited to really dive into that and talk about that today. So if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're someone who wants to grow and and live to your highest potential. And I feel like something so simple is that in order to be that person, you need to start performing like that person today. Not tomorrow, not next week, but today. And I think that's as simple as like, okay, you wanna incorporate good habits like a morning routine, then you become a morning person. You wanna start eating healthy, then instead of eating you know, a, a cheesy breakfast sandwich, you switch out for oatmeal. You are now a person that eats a little bit healthier. Or you wanna, you know, be you want to change your life by being someone who works out you start by going on a 20 minute walk and guess what you are now that person you're living in that healthy lifestyle 
And slowly but surely doing these small daily habits is what leads to your lifestyle and it becomes the person that you are. One of my favorite sayings is the way that you do one thing is how you do everything. So it's like, you know, are you going to put the dish in the dishwasher and put it away? Or are you going to like leave it there with food on it, right? How you do that one little thing is likely how you do a lot of other things. And and you can kind of um, take some inventory on yourself. It's like play a little game with yourself. Like, oh, how do I do that? Do I hang things up? Do I, you know, does that affect the way that I um, get work done and that I'm productive? Do I procrastinate? Procrastination is something actually that starts first thing in the morning. Procrastinating of getting out of bed. Like, what does that look like for you? Are you, is that equivalent to how you pro- procrastinate in your tasks throughout the day. And maybe if we shift the way that you start your morning, it can actually help in uh, focusing on tasks that need to get done throughout the day. In fact, I know that it can help with that, which is why I'm going to tell you guys how to have a very effective morning routine in this podcast. I'm going to give specific steps. I'm going to talk about the history of it. And you can easily implement this into your life. To go off of what I was just saying about like the habits that you have, I think one important thing that a morning routine incorporates is the art of discipline. I understand you not wanting to like wake up and 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 get to work in the morning when it's cold and you're tired, like rolling back over in bed. I I see I see the appease to doing that. But if you can switch your mindset you will have this discipline to take with you throughout the day. And that's how you're going to do other tasks as well. So let's talk about snoozing and why it is truly detrimental to your day. And there's science that backs this. So I'm sure you guys know, but there's like three types of sleeps that you go through throughout the night. And I am not a sleep scientist, but I do know something about REM, which is the deepest sleep that we have throughout the night, which is REM stands for rapid eye movement. And when you're sleeping in the morning, you're actually in a deep REM sleep, especially if you're someone who wakes up to your alarm. You are indeed in a state of REM sleep. When you wake up and you hit the alarm clock, you have now been, you know, you're awake now. And if you keep going back to snooze, you're never going to get back into that REM sleep. And it's actually going to mess with your circadian rhythm and confuse you for when you go to sleep that next night for when you wake up the next day and you're going to feel more groggy by doing that. So if you want to sleep in, if you set your alarm for 7 a.m. and you snooze until 7.30, the science says to just sleep until 7.30. Get those deep 30 minutes of extra sleep. You're actually going to feel better. And then wake up. You're up now. Your deep sleep for the night is indeed done. You're not going to fall back into a deep slumber, even if you think you are, or you think like, oh no, I pass right back out after I snooze my alarm. Cause I, I did this by the way, that's why I'm speaking on it and why I know about it. You're having these anxious thoughts of like, oh, I should be up. Oh, should I get up at this snooze? Should I get up at the next one? Oh, just one more, just one more. And you're having decision fatigue at this point before you even wake up. And do you know how many decisions you have to make throughout the day in order to have like a productive day? A lot. And decision fatigue happens with everything that we do, right? With the outfits we pick out, with brushing our teeth in them, everything. And and that's okay. That's life. We have to make decisions as we um, wake up throughout the day. I mean, that's why Steve Jobs wears the same outfit every single day is truly because it's less decisions to make. He's like, this is what I'm wearing and this is my uniform. And boom, one more thing done in the books. So it's something to consider that 
suppressing snooze is doing a lot more than just disrupting your sleep cycle, but it's also, it's like a mental battle with yourself and the alarm clock. You're like fighting with it at, you know, first thing in the morning. The good news is, is this is just simply a habit that you've picked up and that you have incorporated into your daily life. And that is a-okay because habits can be easily broken if they're bad habits and they can be turned into good habits. All you have to do is have tools that can help you break the bad habits. So for hitting snooze, what I did and that worked for me like a gem was I, okay, well, there were stages to my snooze situation because I really, you guys, I wanted, again, I was reading these books about morning routines. I always felt better when I did wake up early and I really wanted to incorporate in this, this in my life. I wasn't fucking around anymore. I wasn't like, haha, I'm going to keep sleeping. And like, no, I was like, this is a goal of mine. I want to wake up earlier. I want to be more productive. Oprah and Kobe Bryant told me that if I wake up earlier, this, this, and this is going to happen. I'm listening to that, not to mention ancient philosophy that talks about morning routines, which we will get into, but I wanted to try it out. So this might sound aggressive, but I put my phone in the kitchen. So it's in a completely different room and I would set my alarm and I would hear it. I lived in a small apartment and um, I would have to get up, walk all the way over there, stop it. And by now, I'm already awake. Also, by putting my phone in the kitchen, I've already made the decision that I want to make a change. So I'm not getting up, pressing snooze again and going back to my bed. I'm like, okay, this is day one of waking up earlier. Oh, this feels good, you know? And guess what happens the next day? I hit snooze again. That's okay. But it's the point of making these little changes that will soon lead up to here I am waking up every single morning at 5 a.m. And it's like the biggest contribution to my life that has, that sets me up for a successful and, and uh, peaceful day. And so if you don't want to be as aggressive as setting it in the other room, I would definitely suggest setting it, your phone in your bathroom or on the dresser somewhere far away. So you have to get up out of bed and walk over and stop the alarm. Another terrific reason to have your phone not by your bedside while you're starting to incorporate these habits is that you, you can't go on social media um, before bed or in the morning because your phone is not right there. Right. So let's say at night you're, you're sleeping or you're trying to go to sleep and you put your phone in the place that you want to put it. Let's say it's in the kitchen. You can't reach over and just grab it because you had an urge in your mind to go on TikTok. And I don't know if you guys know this, but looking at your blue light first thing, um, before you go to bed is like terrible for your sleep. It interrupts your sleep cycle. And there's a ton of science behind this. I'm sure you've heard of it. The blue light uh, affects affects your circadian rhythm, affects your sleep all night. Yeah, depending on what you what goes across your for you page at night, I don't know. You don't want something to like trigger something emotionally, anxiety, all these things, and then take that in with you into sleep. And that's like a nighttime routine that could be like a totally other episode. But my point is, is you know, leaving your phone on the dresser or in the kitchen, it has multiple benefits to it. And actually, that's not what only got me started in waking up earlier, but that trick got me started on not going on social media in the mornings, um, which I have now kept that habit with me for the last like two years. It's one of my strongest suits is I don't go on social media for the first hour of the day, period. Do not, do not, do not. I do not scroll. I don't 
I don't go on it at all. I don't even go on my phone in general, but you know, if you want to check your messages, that's up to you. I don't check anything. Just again, I want that first hour to myself so I can control a little bit of peace in my day. One fun fact that I learned while researching for this episode is that um, Sheryl Sandberg, who's the CEO of Meta Platforms of Facebook, has like an intense nighttime routine. She consciously goes to sleep at night without going on her phone, even though like she's like literally one of the busy busiest women in the country. And she makes sure that she does not go on her phone before bed so she can get a good night's sleep because she knows that she has a morning routine and wakes up early and she doesn't want to disrupt that by giving into going on social media at night. So now let's talk about how far back morning routines go. So it's a part of many traditions, which is one thing that I loved looking up um, while I was kind of on my morning routine journey and researching about all of this. Not only do like massive high performers talk about morning routines and how it's changed their lives, but this goes back into like ancient tradition. So Ayurveda, which is a an Indian um, tradition. Ayurveda means the science of life in Sanskrit, which is a natural system of medicine used in India. And it's derived from the Sanskrit word Ayur, which means life, and Veda, which means science or knowledge. And it's a huge, you know, mindfulness ritual in the Indian community. It's it's actually their way of 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 medical use like it's it's compromised to medicine in western civilization so it's clearly very important to them and this is a tradition that's gone back 5000 years and they're one of their number one topics that is in this philosophy for them is a morning routine they wake up early they start with spiritual practice they brush their teeth they do something called tongue scraping and they state gratitude so like they have their own version right but it's the fact that this goes back that far and that it's in such a beautiful tradition such as ayurvedic which i actually a lot of my values align with and they're just all about health and wellness and how it can lead to a positive and happy life or how it can lead to you know anxiety and depression by not doing these types of rituals that they that they have in their philosophy. In Taoism, which is a Chinese philosophy that emphasizes living in harmony, Taoist masters recommend waking up early, practicing Tai Chi or movement, and spending time in nature to connect with energy and the universe. So another huge um, religion is Taoism, or I should say a practice. One of their main values is a morning routine. So Stoicism, which is an ancient philosophy technique focuses on creating a life of happiness and healthy habits and they recommend starting the day with reflection journaling and other practices that help to cultivate mindfulness and inner peace and in zen buddhism zen masters recommend waking up early performing a series of cleansing rituals and spending time in silent meditation to cultivate inner peace and clarity of mind so i just wanted to name a few like major i'm sure you guys have heard of taoism and stoicism and Zen Buddhism, right? And in all of these traditions all around the world, one of their main values is a morning routine. And these are just spiritual practices that simply what, why they have it as one of their values is because it cleanses them. It connects them. It grounds them to themselves, to 
everyone around them to the earth? And why wouldn't you want to do that as well? If we have access to do that, it's free. It's, it's, it's within you. Um, and I know it's something that I'm going to get into in a minute here is like, I know that all of our mornings look different and we all live in different spaces and we have kids and we have nine to fives or we don't have nine to fives or we go to school. There's different ways that this is going to look. And I'm going to explain the steps that can go into creating the perfect morning routine here soon. So something that I would like us to do is acknowledge that the first thing that we put in front of us in the morning does affect our day. The first thing that we wake up and do does affect our day. The first thing we see, hear, touch, I mean, it's it's going to have an effect on how our day is going to go. Well, after diving into this heavily in the beginning here, I'm just going to start telling you about the components that can cultivate a beautiful morning routine. And at the end, I will share my exact morning routine that I do every single morning. But first, I wanted to share um, some components that can lead to a truly magical and productive morning routine for anyone. And as I've done this research, kind of like <clears throat> pulling from what all of these traditions and these high performers have done and putting it all into one. So beginning the day with silence or meditation is, it's truly one of the most important parts, right? It allows you to connect with your highest self, with who you want to become. It allows you to connect with the universe. The universe has ideas to tell you. It allows you to ground yourself for the day. And this can be as simple as taking deep breaths. This can be doing a guided meditation. This can be setting a timer for 10 minutes and sitting in silence. Whatever it is, in all of these philosophical ideas, it states that starting your day with some silence can truly lead to a more productive day, week, and life. Honestly, just look at it as a necessary step to take care of yourself in order to take care of anyone around you. Filling yourself up and knowing that you you did a bit of self-care that day. You woke up early and you meditated for 10 minutes and you took inventory on how you're feeling and what's going on in your body and what you want. So <clears throat> that is one component that will lead to a perfect morning routine. Okay, the next thing is some kind of journaling exercise. So there's a famous book that I've mentioned in this podcast already, and it's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And a ton of world-renowned people have read this book, and it's a New York Times bestselling book. And um, one thing that she talks about is a journaling method called Writing Stream of Conscious. And so she suggests that every single morning, in order to create a the most creative life possible for you is to journal stream of conscious. And this is pretty much taking out a blank sheet. She suggests doing one page, taking out a pen and writing. This is not a dear diary thing. This is just no judgment on yourself. No one's gonna see this. Just simply writing anything that comes to your mind. And I did this for a really long time when I was doing her workbook. Uh, the Artist Way workbook. And oh my gosh, it it changed my life. Again, I mentioned this in a past episode, but this is a part of a morning routine is journaling, I believe. This is something that I do every single morning. And I feel like there's a stigma around journaling. I do not consider myself a journaler. 
I don't know why. Because when I hear journaling, I think of, dear diary, my crush didn't look at me today. But it's not like that at all. It's spiritual. When someone asks me, what is spirituality to you? It's connection with myself, with the highest version of myself, with the most authentic version of myself. When are you most authentic? When I'm writing my my fears and my dreams in the same on the same sheet of paper, right? It's all there. Like let's just say if anyone sees my stream of conscious journal, it's it's going to be weird. It's all my thoughts on on a piece of paper and and that's my way of connecting with myself and with God essentially every single morning. That is one way to journal in the morning. Another way is to write out your um write out your intentions, right? This is a form of journaling, like writing pen to paper, putting those goals on a paper. So you can do that as well. If you don't want to write a whole page stream of conscious, part of your morning routine, you did your meditation, your candle is lit. It's a beautiful morning. It is tranquility at its finest. The day has not started yet. No one is barking at you. It is calm. You're writing out you don't want to do stream of conscious. So writing out your goals just as effective. It just, it depends on what you like to do. I don't do stream of conscious every single day of the week. I probably do it three to four days a week. I switch off, right? I write intentions. I write stream of conscious. Sometimes my intentions are in my stream of conscious. I feel like something that we can get paralyzed on is the fact that it needs to be so rigid it doesn't. It just needs to be a mindfulness practice that works for you. And I'm giving you some components that can go into that mindfulness practice. And one thing about writing goals out every single day is it's training your brain every single morning about what you need to get done and what you'd like to get done. And regardless, if you finish those things that day, you will feel accomplished by taking the time to be intentional about what you want to get done in your life, period. Because how often do we do that? We know what we need to do in our head, but do we write it on a piece of paper and see it and check it off when it gets done or at least know that we put in the work to put that intention in of like, okay, well, I did. I, I wrote out my goals this morning. They're there. I might not get to them this week. I might not get to them next week, but I know that the seed has been planted and that I need to get that one thing done. And there's all sorts of goals, right? These can be as big or as little as you want. It's just a morning practice that helps you stay in line with who you're becoming and who you want to be and what that highest self looks like. Every single morning, you're going back to it. You can write the same thing two days in a row, but at least you're intentional about what you want to do. It's almost like manifesting every single day. I mean, that is what manifesting is. Imagine every morning writing out your goals. And I think that we can kind of sometimes see this as like, I don't know, as like, oh, it doesn't, it's not going to work for me or, but have you tried? Have you wrote out your goals on a piece of paper every single morning for a month straight? Next thing is a gratitude practice. So I'm sure you guys have heard this, but the science behind a daily gratitude practice is quite immense. It leads to an overall happier and healthier life, right? By starting your day in a place of gratitude, it can't really go too far down from there. If you're starting your day with like, I am so grateful for the opportunity to follow my dreams. I, I often say that I'm grateful for that, right? Like I live in a space, in a place, in a country where I, I am a woman and I'm allowed to pretty much pursue anything that I want to pursue just by the fact of being where I am. And I'm so grateful for that. And I don't want to take it for granted. And 
by reminding myself that every single morning, it puts a smile on my face and reminding myself that I'm grateful to wake up in a warm bed and that my family is healthy and that I can go in the kitchen and make food. And I'm grateful for the audition that I got yesterday or for the opportunity that I have tomorrow in that meeting. It puts a smile on my face and it, it honestly, it gives me a certain light, a certain energy that I take with me throughout my day. And no one can really break that down. No one could really dim that light because I made it a point to state that gratitude in the morning. And this is all just kind of setting you up for success throughout the day, right? It's like people are going to try to bog you down. They're going to try to come at you. People are going to be rude in line at the coffee shop. They're going to cut you off. But what do you have control over? Your habits, what you decide to do every day, not what anyone else does. Not what your boss says, not what your agent or manager says, not what the coworker says. You get to go, oh, well, that's too bad for you. I'm sorry you're having such a bad day. I, on the other hand, had a nice solid 30-minute morning this morning to myself, and I feel pretty good about myself. So you're not, not today, Satan. Okay, so this can all be on the same sheet of paper. Again, I'm trying to make it as like tactical as possible. Again, it can be so free-flowing and however you want, but your intentions your gratitude, your stream of conscious. I know that putting paper to pen every single morning can be truly life-changing in so many ways. And I think that you should incorporate it in your morning to see the added benefits of that. The next component to a wonderful morning routine is to read. This is one of my favorite things that I've incorporated. And it has helped me immensely in my life because I'm reading more, I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining perspective. So in Stoic philosophy, which is something that I just read a book on, they talk about how books are medicine. They are like candy to Willy Wonka. They are so important because you're learning every single day. I feel like as we get older, you know, we're not in school anymore. Like we need to take it upon ourselves to learn about new things, learn about new foods, religions, stories, animals, whatever. You feel good. You feel like you, you, you took something out of, out of your morning. You, you learned something new. I mean, it it just, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel more knowledgeable. It gives you perspective. It gives you insight. It gives you motivation. And if you can create the habit of reading a chapter every single morning, the amount of books you can finish in a year is a lot. And again, with the habit building, habits are so easy to incorporate into your life and to build. And these, these small habits that you do every single day, I already said it in this episode, that's what leads to you, to your highest potential, to who you want to be, to your lifestyle and to your confidence, to you as a person, to who you want to be. And I'm not saying by not reading, you're not reaching your highest potential. I'm just saying, if you've ever thought in your head, like, I wish I was a reader. I really want to read more. Oh, what book are you reading? Oh yeah. Let me write that down. Let me Amazon it to my house. And you never did. You never, you never read it, right? How can you incorporate habits that can set you up for success of reading that book, of reading a book? This is how. Morning time. Because as the day goes on, we lose focus. This is, again, back to science, back to research. We are most productive in the morning. I don't care what anyone says. We are. It's fact. When we go throughout the day, too much happens. I That's why I'm saying this out of experience. Like if I don't meditate, read, 
and do my morning routine in the morning, it is most likely not happening. I'm not saying that it cannot happen. I have meditated at 5 p.m. in my lifetime. But most likely, so much is going to happen throughout the day that are out of my control that I'm most likely not going to get back to that sacred space that I created in my room for this morning routine. The chances of me retreating to my, my space, my meditation corner, is very, very low. And I think that it's probably the same for most of us. So circling back to an element of your morning routine being reading, I think that incorporating, you know, 15 minutes to reading every single morning can add a lot of special sauce to your life. I know that it has for me. And by doing this, I pretty much finish a book a month. I am not a fast reader because reading every single day, some people could read every day and finish in like a week. I don't know. We're all different, you know, but it's a matter of taking those small steps to create a better life. And <clears throat> people sometimes ask me like, how do you stay inspired? How do you stay motivated? And something that inspires me is when I read some texts, when I read someone's story, right? I, I, I get a light bulb and sometimes I even like write something after that inspires me for a podcast episode or for something that I want to bring up to my partner or sparks a conversation with a friend that would have never happened. And I think that that's something that's lost a little bit, something that's not the norm, right? Because we have social media now, so it's very easy to pick up our phone and go on Instagram for 20 minutes rather than read a book for 20 minutes. Rebecca Searle talked about it in her episode of Ground Up, but she said to bring a book with you everywhere that you go. And if you're standing in line at like Starbucks or you're waiting for a friend, picking up that book and reading a little bit instead of scrolling on social media, because we can scroll on social media for, let's be real. I mean, I was going to say hours. I'm sure you've gotten to an hour loophole. And I understand that a lot of our, a lot of Gen Z and millennials, a lot of our recent, you know, society's work is on social media. So I get that you're on it a lot, but Again, it's creating this special time and space in the morning to make sure that you get what you need to get in to perform the best that you can throughout the day. Okay, the next thing to incorporate into your morning is some body movement. We gotta move the body. Like whether that is a walk or going to a yoga class or a boxing class or in your living room doing jumping jacks and push-ups whatever it is, there's an app actually that is called the Nike training app. It's completely free. And there are tons of five, 10, 15 minute workouts on there. They also have meditations on there and yoga flows and breath movement. Um, I use it a lot and I just post up in my living room. If I know I'm not going to make it to yoga that day, or I don't want to drive to a workout class or go on a run by moving your body in the morning, it gives you energy. And we wake up with cortisone levels in the morning are spiked, organically spiked, right? When we wake up, that's why they say not to drink coffee right away because it can interfere, interfere with our automatic um, energy levels in the morning. So instead of combating it by drinking coffee, they say to ride out those levels of energy first thing in the morning and then have your coffee like 30 minutes or an hour into it. So another reason to work out in the morning is you have these natural levels of energy. And I'm totally for working. If you already have a routine where you work out in the evening, stay on it, do that. Love that for you. For me, I feel my absolute best when I move my body 
in the mornings. So incorporating that into your morning routine. So all of these elements I've talked about, mindfulness, journaling, reading, gratitude practice, and moving your body are the makings of a truly exceptional morning routine. And you can start this tomorrow. You you don't have to be a morning person. I wasn't a morning person. Old Natalie was like, sleep in, snooze, 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 no morning routine, walk straight to Starbucks, spend $7 on a latte, and quote unquote, get started with my day, whatever that meant. Going through the motions, no intentions, nothing going on. I, I wanted to make a difference in, in my own life. And so I said, okay, what habits can I build? And morning routine was the first thing. And here we are three years later, right? And I'm here to tell you that it drastically changed my life in the best way possible. Those are the elements that I would say to add, incorporate to your morning routine and make it your own because I don't know what your morning looks like. What I will say is you do have to wake up earlier. That is a fact. You can't wake up at the same time and do everything that I just said. Physically, it doesn't work out. So you have to make it a point to try to wake up earlier. Some tips I have on that is putting the phone in the other room, waking up earlier in 15 minute increments rather than waking up an hour earlier, right? I think Tony Robbins says we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in a decade, which pretty much means like, instead of thinking that you can do an, wake up an hour earlier tomorrow, don't take it in bite-sized pieces. Don't underestimate what you can do in a year of like, if I do 15 minutes every day for the next couple of weeks, I'll get into this habit. And by next year, I'm gonna be waking up at 5 a.m. And it could be next month for you. I don't know. I'm just saying we can kind of, we, it doesn't have to be so um, like scary to do. So my tips on waking up earlier is doing it in 15 minute increments. Don't hit snooze. Put the phone in the other room so your body is awake and up. And also having a morning routine so you have something to do and you look forward to it every single morning. Another trick I use is I have a sacred space, Right. I created a space in my room that is just for my morning routine. It's just for my meditation. It's just for my reading. First thing I do when I wake up is light a candle. I'm setting the mood, <laughs> setting the mood for myself. So let's go into my morning routine. First thing I actually do is brush my teeth. I go straight into the bathroom, brush my teeth. And then I light a candle and I sit down and meditate. So my phone is on do not disturb at night. So I don't wake up with a ton of notifications, which is mwah. Chef's kissed, extremely helpful. If you can put your phone on do not disturb, I would highly suggest to do that. I know, I, I understand if you can't. My mom can't do that. She has three kids and she's like, her phone's on loud all night in case any of us call her and like, I don't know, you know, are in jail or something. I put it on do not disturb so I don't wake up with any notifications, blank screen, open my phone, I go straight to Insight Timer, which is a free app that has thousands of meditations on it. And it also has a timer where it starts with like a, a noise instead of like a super loud, like when the timer's over, it's like, dong. I don't know. What are they called? They're literally, they're like, they have a bunch of different sounds. Okay. That are like uh, peaceful. So I either do one of their guided meditations or I set a 10 minute timer and I've already lit the candle sit in my meditation space. By the way, my meditation space is now energetically sacred because I've been seasoning it every day with the mindfulness and the energy that I that I put into it. And you can do this too. 
you can create a space that's just for you and you could start seasoning it to be a peaceful space. I was listening to an, a podcast last week with Jay Shetty and he talked about how in India he was, he was a monk. I don't know if you guys know Jay Shetty. He's like the modern day monk and he's, he was a monk in India for three years. And in one of the temples, he said the meditation was different than any other because it was thousands of years old and it was a Buddhist or a monk temple that had been meditated in by like monk after monk after monk. So it was so powerful inside there. He said the energy was insane. And he went on to say that like he's created that for himself. So meditating in the same space every single day is actually super powerful. And I've cultivated that for myself. And I can say that it's true. I sit down, I'm already feeling like, ah, oh, remember yesterday when you did this? Like you just kind of feel the energy around you. So I sit down, meditate for 10 minutes, and then I whip out my magic journal, which is, if you don't already know this about me, I created my own morning routine journal called MAGIC, and MAGIC is an acronym that stands for Meditation, Affirmations, Gratitude, Intentions, and Coffee. And it's a morning routine journaling method that I do every single morning. The first thing I do is the M, which is meditate, which I just explained. And then in there are three blank lines and I write my three affirmations, think three things I'm grateful for and three intentions. So I've just knocked out the goal setting. I just knocked out the mindfulness, which is the meditation. And I just knocked out the gratitude and affirmations are just an added bonus, right? I'm just affirming myself. Hey, you're doing great kid. No matter what happens today, you got this. Just reminding myself like it's all going to be okay. Take everything with a grain of salt. You can only control what you can control, right? Just like reminding myself every single morning. So that is the, the journaling method. So now my journal is away next to me where I keep it every single day, which is actually on my bedside table. And I actually keep it open to that next blank page and a pen right there. Then it's so easy. It's staring you in the face in the morning, right? It doesn't have to be this huge production. Like light a freaking candle, breathe for five to 10 minutes and set your intentions. Boom. Positive habits implemented into your day. Done. Okay. Next thing that I do is I read for, well, every day is different, right? I love when I don't have like work that's right at the end of my morning routine. So I can read for like a good 30, 40, 50 minutes because like I explained earlier, I am not the fastest reader. So I like to spend more time on it so I can finish books. So I have my highlighter right there and I start reading. Still haven't checked my phone. Here's a story. So a, a couple of weeks ago, I did check my phone. I don't know. What was I doing? I like text my girlfriends and I were getting dinner that night and we were having dinner at my house. I was like, let me know what you want me to cook. Super stoked. And then one of them responds like, hey, I can't anymore tonight. We've been planning this for like two weeks. I can't anymore tonight. Like too much going on. Da, da, da. And my mind went to like, oh shit. Because like on my mind for two weeks, like this is what we're doing tonight. This is what I'm doing tonight. It was my plan. So I was like, oh, well, I have a free night now. What am I going to do tonight? Should I go to dinner? Should I ask the other friend if she wants to just come over for dinner, even though the other friend can't? Da, da, da. And so I'm reading now. And these like thoughts are, right, it's such a small thing. This is like small level. Imagine when you go on social media and you're seeing all this stuff happening and your focus is instantly diverted. That's why the importance of like not going on your phone 
in the morning, that's when that comes in is when you're trying to do a task like reading in the morning because you want to read more. So it's like those baby steps of like, what can I do? Okay. I got to not go on social media. Okay. So that's why we put our phone over there. I got to not, you know, it's like training yourself doing these things. So then you can implement those positive habits that are ultimately going to create the highest version of you, which you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't want that for yourself. Before I read, I make coffee. So I meditate, I do magic. I go in my kitchen, I grind my beans, make my coffee, go back into my sacred space, have my coffee and read. And then it's over. It's pretty anticlimactic. I mean, it's pretty simple when you think about it. It's just something that I've ingrained and done for the past few years. And the only reason I keep coming back to it and why I created a literal journal is because it's changed my life. And things that I've written in my magic journal have come to fruition, have come true. And that's why I want to share it with everyone. That's why I have them and sell them. Um, I'll obviously link the magic journal in the show notes. You could write on a blank piece of paper the same exact thing. It's up to you. This is something that I like to have. I'm a very aesthetic type person that likes having cute little things. You know, I have like cute pens and all that kind of stuff. It motivates me in the morning. My sacred space is set up. I have like an Urban Outfitters pillow, a candle from World Market. Like these are all things that help me create a space that I actually want to wake up and go to in the morning. They kind of have my personality. They kind of, uh, the energy that that comes off that space is very me and it makes me feel good. So, you know, self-care, splurge on yourself, get a journal, get a cute journal, get, get a good smelling candle, create that space for you. I mean, honestly, that wraps up everything about morning routines and why they're so important. I really hope that you can try to incorporate one for you. Again, I know that all of our lives are so different. Like I have no idea what your mornings look like. And if you have to catch a bus at 7 a.m., if you have four kids, if you're newly pregnant, so you get sick every morning and there's no way you can do a morning routine. I don't know what that looks like for you. But I feel like these are some good elements that you can try to incorporate. I know that you can incorporate and that it will truly lead you to your highest self, to your highest potential, into what you want to create and do in your life. Again, this is all self-care. This is filling yourself up so you can fill other people up. Because if your glass is half empty or completely empty, you can't fill anyone's up. It's it's impossible. You would be filling it up with nothing, with air, with with no, no knowledge, nothing going on. So fill yourself up every single morning and guarantee it'll lead to a healthier, more peaceful, more productive life. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys do start a morning routine or you have questions about it or you just wanna chat, definitely DM me at Natalie Linez. I will also put this in the show notes. If you have a topic that you want me to talk about, please DM me at Natalie Linez. Follow the podcast. Um, I post fun short clips of like, what we talk about in all the episodes. Connect with me, talk to me. I love chatting with you guys and I've I've loved talking with you guys so far, all of you that have listened to all the episodes and all the great feedback and constructive feedback. It's so helpful. It keeps me going too because I know you might think that people always message, you know, and, and tell you good things about, but they don't. Like if you got something out of this, tell me. I always like to do that about podcasts that I listen to and I, I really love to, or a book that I read and it's not like a huge author. I'm like, I'm going to email this person and say, Hey, you wrote a book 
And I talked about it in my podcast because it was so freaking good. And they write back and they're like, are you kidding me? This means the world to me. And it's just like that positive energy. So if you feel some type of way, even if it's negative, give me a shout out. Let me know what you think, how I can improve. Um, I'm literally starting this endeavor from the ground up and it's been, I mean, I think this is episode eight. So it's been an eight week process and I'm, I'm learning and I'm loving it. So I encourage you to start an endeavor yourself that you want to start from the ground up. And if you liked this episode or this podcast, please rate it anywhere that you get podcasts. Also, this full episode is linked on YouTube because it comes in video and audio. So the video version is on YouTube. All right, everyone. Thank you.